I want to begin this episode with a quick content warning. This episode will be covering transphobia and some quotes in this video or slash podcast may be offending and controversial. So there is your warning. Quiet on set. Rolling. Action. Hello everyone. Welcome back to another episode of Booked. Today we are continuing our Harry Potter series and if you have known Harry Potter for a while now, especially what's happened currently with the franchise, you would know that the author has come under fire. Um, in today's episode of Booked, uh, we'll be talking about J.K. Rowling. Um, you probably already have an idea as to why I'm speaking about her, but if you don't, I hope this episode is enlightening. I want to say firstly that I myself am cisgender and I wholeheartedly support anyone who has struggled with gender identity or has transitioned one way or another. I personally do not support the statements that Rowling has made and I only wish to discuss this topic in regards to its effects on the Harry Potter brand. I specifically do not want this episode to be anything more than journalism. I'm not going to go into deep detail on every statement she's made in the past few years. I simply want to begin a conversation. Here I have with me as well Sebastian. Hello. Which you all know well. Uh, <laughs> he'll be listening in as well as um, later on in the episode he'll be giving me some reactions to some of the comments that she has made. Um, but again, it'll just be for conversation purposes, not for a particular um, agenda, I guess I could say. Um, I, I'm interested in this topic for a lot of reasons, not only because I love Harry Potter, but also because of this phenomena where we are trying to separate art from the artist, um, why it's helpful to do so, and when it's beneficial for us as consumers of art. Um, I'll be touching on that a little bit later in the episode, but that's mainly what I wanted to begin touching on. So as I mentioned in uh, our previous booked episode, the Harry Potter series is beloved and cherished by millions of people around the globe. Unfortunately, though, Rowling with her views has caused a large portion of once Harry Potter lovers to completely turn against the series. I've specifically noticed over the last few years, um, people burning books, getting rid of their themed merchandise, um, not acting, interacting with Harry Potter experiences such as uh, Universal, uh, the sequel movies, or even the Warner Bros. Studio Tour in London. I do not want to argue whether or not these reactions are correct. Um, I think these reactions are honestly completely understandable, and you are justified to be angry, especially if her comments, you know, like directly target your own identity. Um, Rowling is not the first or the last author to have come out with controversial statements or actions. Um, despite writing characters who, you know, fight for rights and justice and peace, her views on the transgender community have cast herself in an entirely different light that doesn't seem to, you know, correlate with her characters. Um, one that sort of gives us off this um, judgment and hatred. Um, so to begin all of this, I'm sure you're wondering how this all came about. It was not a, um, a quick process, but it all kind of points to June of 2020 when Rowling reacted to an article that used the phrase people who menstruate, referring to how not everyone who has a period identifies as female. 
However, Rowling posted this following quote on Twitter. I'm sure there used to be a word for these people. Wumbin, Wimpud, Wumud. Um, that's meaning the tweet. This tweet went viral, sparking backlash pretty much immediately. Uh, the main actors of the Harry Potter series, Daniel Radcliffe, Emma Watson, and Rupert Grant, each came out with their own statements in support of transgender people and stating how they wholeheartedly believe that transgender women are women. Um, despite kind of the pushback, Rowling continued to post her views in a series of tweets. But what I really definitely want to cover is her almost 4,000 word blog post. I have read the entire statement, so you don't have to. And here's pretty much what I gathered of what her opinion even is. Uh, first of all, I noticed a ton of back and forth. One moment she seems to be in support, and the next she is sort of criticizing and almost fear-mongering the topic. Um, so this is where Sebastian comes in. I just want you to listen. If you have anything that you want to say, mm -hmm. go for it. Uh, so first off, Rowling states that she became interested <clears throat> in the topic um, of transgender people, specifically um, if trans women are considered you know, quote-unquote real women, because some people have that view. Um, she became interested in this topic because she was working on a crime series that she was writing. Uh, it was released September 14, 2020, called Trouble Blood, in which a detective is searching for a cis male serial killer who dresses as a woman in order to carry out his murders on cis women. Hmm. Um, uh, all of the reviews, uh, for the most part... Um, really sort of took this as her implying that you can't trust transgender women because they really could just be a man mm. um, pretending to be a woman in order to take advantage and harm cis women. And honestly, this is very much in line with a lot of the concerns that she herself brought up in this blog post. So it sort of fits her ideology very well of the, the mm. book. Um, she uses the phrase erosion of women's and girls' rights in stating how she believes transgender activism is pushing a new definition of sex and replacing it with the definition of gender. She states how she is an ex-teacher and founder of a children's charity and is worried how the trans rights movement is having an effect on the education system and safeguarding children. I'm assuming just from that line that she thinks this topic is not suitable for mm -hmm. children. Um, doesn't specifically state that. She mentions how she believes in free speech and will defend it, specifically referencing Donald Trump and how she would defend his right to free speech oh as my well. Um, mentions how she's seen a large number of people detransitioning, stating how <clears throat> in these cases there is a regret that they went so far into transitioning that the opposite gender... Um, and how in some cases it could be homophobia based as in they transitioned so that they technically were not same sex attracted. Mm -hmm. Um, she said that there were statistics on it. I did not do research on if it was correct or not. I personally never met anybody who had like that. I wouldn't be surprised if there were a few cases like that, but it, I do not believe it is a majority issue. Um, quotes a statement um she quotes a statement how nowadays young people are transitioning due to a social contagion and peer mm -hmm. influences which i can understand why you feel like that um i still feel like there's more to it than that 
um, especially for the people that actually go through and transition all the way. Um, she uses, she references, um, actually uses this actual quote in her blog post. I wonder if I had been born 30 years later, I too might have tried to transition. The allure of escaping womanhood would have been huge. Which I think is interesting. Mm -hmm. It's an interesting take on transitioning, in her case, to male. Um, I guess the benefits that she says could come with it, perhaps. I mean, the whole uh, male privilege talk, mm -hmm. I feel like it's sort of like an underlying thing that yeah. she's um, talking about here. Um, she brings up the concern that young people sometimes grow out of their gender dysmorphia, uses the quote, the current explosion of trans activism is urging a removal of almost all the robust systems through which candidates for sex reassignment were once required to pass. Um, again, I do not know all the facts on this one, and obviously it'll depend on your location. She is in the UK. Things might be different mm -hmm. there. Um, but yeah, I cannot confirm or deny that statement. Uh, she also quotes here, a man who attends to have no surgery and take no, homo no hormones may now secure himself a gender recognition certificate and be a woman in the sight of the law, hmm. which... Uh, the way that she states it makes this a, I guess, uh, implied to her a very bad thing. Mm -hmm. um, specifically saying how this is a man and using the word himself. She would still see this mm -hmm. person as a man, whether or not um, they I guess she's seeing it that. as like you've done nothing to deserve this, I guess. Yeah, you haven't gone far enough or something like that. I don't know. Um, this honestly just seems to be like an overarching concern of hers that men will take advantage of the system and that youth will make the mistake of transitioning when they could have taken other paths. Mm -hmm. um, which I think I've seen a lot of parents have the same fear of like, oh, like what if my kid like, grows out of it? Mm -hmm. um, but that's not every case. And I think sometimes you just have to like let it happen. <laughs> you yeah. can't control everybody. Um no matter how much you want to. Um, she also mentions how um, women being told to shut up and sit down equates to her current situation of being told not to talk about her opinions on the matter. Um, she says, uh, quote, the inclusive language that calls female people menstruators and people with vulvas strikes many women as dehumanizing and demeaning. I understand why trans activists consider this language to be appropriate and kind, but for those of us who've had degrading slurs spat at us by violent men, it's not neutral, it's hostile and alienating. <laughs> I do not feel the same way about those words. Uh, clearly she does, and I'm sure other women do as well. Uh, I can't relate. Um... Rowling does bring up her past history with domestic violence and being a sexual assault survivor, um, which I think kind of explains a lot of the fear, yeah. honestly. Um, she states in a quote, I believe the majority of trans-identified people not only pose zero threat to others, but are vulnerable for all the reasons I've outlined. Also states, I refuse to bow down to a movement that I believe is being doing demonstrable harm and seeking to erode women as a political and biological class and offering cover to predators like few before it. I feel like those two statements do not go together. Yeah, it seems a little odd to put them in the same sentence. Yeah, if you believe that trans-identified people are not dangerous, why are you afraid? Mm -hmm. And yes, there's consequences to every decision that is made, but you compensate for those as well. 
Of course, people will take advantage of something that mm-hmm. could potentially open a door for them to harm other people. And it could also be the but... case that they do it because they want to, and then they discover that they they can take advantage of of some stuff afterwards. Yeah. And it's just a matter of like, what are you willing to stop people from doing mm-hmm. in order to prevent a crime when that crime would technically get committed regardless yeah. of any sort of ruling and i guess like what she's coming from from the get-go is like the whole argument about a man is never gonna know what a um the giving birth feels like mm-hmm. so she feels like uh, transgender women uh, are not fully women because they're also not gonna know what giving birth feels like or because what... they don't know all the other things that yeah like menstruating and all mm-hmm. of those things yeah so i guess that's where she's coming from mm-hmm. and like the whole thing about, like, you don't deserve this title. You don't deserve the title because you haven't deserved it, yeah. She also quotes here, I stand alongside for the rights and safety of some of the most vulnerable in our society, <coughs> young gay kids, fragile teenagers, and women who who are reliant on and wish to retain their single-sex spaces. Um, also quotes, None of the gender-critical women I've talked to hate trans people. On the contrary, many of them became interested in the issue in the first place out of concern for trans youth, and they're, sim- and they're hugely sympathetic towards trans adults who simply want to live their lives but who are facing a backlash for a brand of activism they don't endorse. The supreme irony is that the attempt to silence women with the word TERP have pushed more young women toward radical feminism than the movement seen in decades. I barely know anything about yeah what it means to be a turf i'm not even gonna try to elaborate <laughs> it's all it's a lot it was a lot for me to read um so i wasn't gonna go down mm-hmm. that rabbit hole she also states the fall fo- the last following quotes here my favorite quote of the whole blog post was this one i haven't written this essay in the hope that anybody will get out a violin for me not even a teeny weeny <laughs> <laughs> i can't get over that quote because it's like so self-aware yeah it's just like it's so <laughs> like oh wow. too bad so sad <laughs> too bad so sad move on go, <laughs> go to the next thing um and then the last quote that i have here from the blog post is all i'm asking all i want is for similar empathy similar understanding to be extended to the many millions of women whose sole crime is wanting their concerns to be heard without th- receiving threats and abuse and I understand that. I mm. think everybody has a general desire to want their voices to be heard regardless. And I think to a current extent, it's perfectly fine for someone to voice their opinion. But I talk about this later. It's just she's at a different level than a um, quote unquote normal human being. And I mean, she's trying <laughs> to gain points back now with making yeah. um, Dumbledore mm-hmm. um, gay because yeah. uh, I feel like she felt like she kind of messed up a little bit mm-hmm. uh, and she wanted to take some of it back without actually like apologizing yeah and uh, for it and just be like see I I appreciate gay mm-hmm. people yeah she <laughs> is at a place where her words have tremendous power yeah. because of her influence because of her money because of the art she has created that we all have collectively consumed mm-hmm. in one way or another. And I just don't think she's realized that and that the reaction is largely because of that. If this was just a normal person on the internet spewing their opinion, nope. then maybe yeah, it would have a different much. reaction or people wouldn't care. But 
she's at a much different mm-hmm. level of influence and that's why many yeah. like politicians and just famous mm-hmm. people in general like have to wash their mouth yeah before saying absolutely anything um so... i mean i want to make sure that we address one thing mm-hmm. and i understand that she gets a lot of royalties royalties mm-hmm. uh, from people watching uh, the movies or people going to these places or reading the books mm-hmm. and stuff but I want to make sure that people know that she's not the only one um, getting money from these projects. There's many, many people, many of which yeah. are not known nor rich nor have a mm-hmm. stable income per se. Because um, the industry of filmmaking or um, writing, they're all mm-hmm. like really, they, they fluctuate a lot. Yeah. Um, so if you're not watching the movies or reading the books because you hate her, just keep in mind that there is more people that are most definitely getting less money than mm-hmm. she is, but they're still getting something out of yeah. those royalties, and they will also be affected by that. Mm-hmm. Um, yeah, it's not it's not just her that's yeah. getting affected by the things that she said. It is now a bad look on the actors and the mm-hmm. cast and the crew, and then it makes them qu- it makes people question whether everybody that's involved with it have the same has the same idea. view. And that's why this has become such a controversy, really, um, is how do you separate how the author feels mm-hmm. versus what they put on the page? And is it okay, then, to keep consuming I mean, it's great, for example, like that. that she, at least for the first mm-hmm. seven, eight movies, I don't remember how many there were, um, that she's not, like, putting her views on these movies, <laughs> at least not, yeah. like, uh-huh. on the foreground of the movie. You cannot see, oh, yeah, the author of this book is transphobic yeah she's not she, at least she's not doing that with mm-hmm. the movies eh, which would be a much bigger influence because many yeah. times like 10 year olds watch the movies without even knowing that yeah. someone ever wrote it you know mm-hmm. yeah um i mean there's obviously like still like many things wrong with it yeah um but it's not i don't think there is any sort of um political agenda present in these movies mm-hmm. um so thankfully we don't have to worry about that but as far <laughs> as the things that she's producing now especially with that trouble she is blood, doing a little bit more it gets it gets bad but i think so, like, like i mentioned i think she's just trying to correct herself a little yeah. bit mm-hmm. i don't know so the final gist that i got from her blog post was this is that um from her opinion uh, or from my opinion actually <laughs> i this i'm reading what i wrote down um <laughs> She. This is what I'm getting from her. I I believe that she believes that trans people deserve their identity unless it impedes on her own identity as a woman. Mm. If you cross into my territory, then it's not okay. But if you're in your lane, maybe as an older adult, um, who's just sort of living your life completely separate from mine over there, mm-hmm. separate, then it's okay. But, like, don't come for me. <laughs> but if you try to say that we're the same... Mm-hmm. Then I have an issue with that. I also wrote down, people will take advantage of the new laws and men will find new ways to assault women. As I said, it would have happened regardless. You just need to have other safe boundaries. Yeah. Um, like I said, the, la- the last sentence isn't exactly wrong, but that is men's problem, not mm-hmm. a trans person's problem. And I think you really can't punish a person for the crimes that another person may or may not commit. Yeah. And I mean, um, let's be honest, trans men, women, whatever, there's always bad people. There's so, bad people regardless yeah. of how they identify. So if you see a trans person killing people on the street, 
don't think they're killing people on the street because they're trans. Mm -hmm. They're just killing people on the street because they're bad people. Yeah. You know? I also mentioned, too, like, as far as, like, adaptation, we've already seen that. There are single-use, gender-neutral bathrooms Mm -hmm. everywhere. It's an option. It's not like it's not an option (laughs) at all. Because she did highlight bathrooms, like, a lot. And it's been a Um, thing. And it's been a thing in the news for a while. But that's part of the adaptation. Mm-hmm. You're not going to have much of an issue if only one person is allowed in there at each time. And you can lock the door. I mean, it really depends on where. <laughs> it's well, at a it stadium. depends on where. But... So I quickly just wanted to touch upon um, kind of how this affected her, specifically monetarily, if it had any effect at all. Mm-hmm. So she hasn't... She... I haven't really heard much about the books that she's produced. I've obviously heard about books that had relation to Harry Potter, obviously the movies as well, and the, the screenplay of The Cursed Child, but the other books I haven't heard so much about, they did some research on kind of if her views had any effect at all on mm-hmm. the books that she's been releasing. She's been releasing uh, books under the name Robert Galbraith as like a pseudonym, huh. and she released um, a six-book series for that crime series. Uh, I think it's different uh, cases each mm-hmm. time. It's the Cormoran Strike novel series. Uh, So the the sixth book, um, published August 30th, 2022, uh, was number six as of the week that I was writing this episode, Mm -hmm. like two weeks ago. Uh, It had over 10,000 reviews and it had 4.2 out of five stars. Um, And this book, we're going to hear what this book is about. Mm-hmm. It is about a YouTube cartoon creator who is doxxed by her own fandom over content viewers found transphobic and racist. <gasps> oh, she's really thinking. I know. And she even had like an interview where she was like, I promise this book is already in the works before it happened. And it's like, Mm-mm, I don't believe you. I she's do not really believe you. <laughs> um, yeah, she, it, uh, one of the articles said that she claimed to Graham Norton that it's all just a big coincidence. Mm-hmm. I should have... I should make it really clear that after some of the things that have happened that last year, that this is not depicting that. <laughs> uh, but according to the LA Times, the book is on the number four on the New York Times bestseller list. She got too specific. Yes, very. <laughs> uh, and if you're worried about Trouble Blood, obviously that came out in 2020. It has 59,000 reviews on Amazon, 4.6 out of 5 stars. It hit number one in the charts in the UK despite the transphobia accusations, and apparently sold nearly 65,000 copies in just five days. Which is pretty big. Yeah. It's not nothing. Um, There is also another um, little book she's produced. It is the first children's book that has been produced by her since Harry Potter. It's called The Ichabog. I think you've actually probably seen that on the show. It does look really cute. It has 17,528 ratings on Amazon with 4.7 out of 5 stars as of today. It was published around the same time as the the Diary of Wimpy Kid Mm -hmm. book that came out around the same time. uh, Titled The Deep End. Um, But The Ichabog was the top title um oh wait the top title after that became the ichabog which sold more than thirty six thousand copies during the time of release so mm-hmm. basically had very similar if not equal success to diary of, diary of wimpy kids series wow. which it's, a it's not nothing you yeah. know um so overall jk rowling isn't going bankrupt anytime soon <laughs> she has made 
millions of dollars off the Harry Potter franchise, so much so that she was noted to be richer than the Queen of England. <laughs> I she, don't know how true that statement is. I don't know how true it is crazy. now, but yeah. So she obviously still obtains all of her original royalties on the franchise, especially with the movies being released on HBO Max, Peacock, as well as, you know, the official theme parks, the official merchandise, running her own Pottermore website, which is still running. Mm. Um, she has the monetary power to have an opinion and not suffer a tremendous financial loss, which is not something a lot of people can say. Um, (laughs) But again, Rowling is not the first and or the last author who has made statements or has opinions that deeply offends or hurts their audience. I I think every reaction that everybody has is completely valid. I support those that can never speak about Potter again, just as much as I support those who will still buy every merch drop, watch every movie Mm -hmm. or post about it much like I am doing right now. I still (laughs) enjoy talking about it. Um, I will say that the conversation will probably be never-ending. We will likely never change Rowling's mind. It seems that she is very set in stone in her belief, um, especially with how she's sort of going about convincing her audience uh, about her beliefs. Um, I urge you all to, instead of focusing on changing her mind, um, to instead take into account whether we should be separating again art from the artist where do you want to draw the line at what point do you want to stop supporting an artist um rowling has been relatively blacklisted from her own franchise um mm-hmm. and it just it makes me wonder who's gonna be next wow and that is my episode Great for you research. guys. I hope you all enjoyed it. I would love to know how you guys feel. Um, Thank you so much for having me. Yeah, I'm glad you liked it. Uh, but yeah, next episode will be covering the Fantastic Beast series. Um, obviously, it was greatly. I think it was greatly affected by what mm-hmm. Rowling has stated. So, so I wanted to cover it before going on to that one. But with that, thank you all so much for listening. You can follow me at katejohnson62 on Instagram. Obviously, follow our podcast Instagram and cut the podcast on Instagram. And you can follow Sebastian at sebasalip on Instagram. Thank you so much for listening, you guys. Bye. And cut.